Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Vredestein tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. That's TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. We begin tonight with high drama in the NBA playoffs. And by that, I mean what the Oklahoma City Thunder are doing to the Utah Jazz right now. They are thumping Utah, they are playing together. They are getting off good shots. Carmelo looks awesome. Yes, he does. In the bizarro world. (laughs) 8.21 to go in the third. The Jazz (laughs) opened up a 71-46 lead over the Thunder. The Jazz going for the closer are up by 25. And you know what? The Thunder just look like an absolute mess. It's a freaking game of Mortal Kombat. Finish him. (laughs) <laughs> Everything. Look, look, Russell Westbrook goes into the paint, and somebody's there, usually to help stop him. A lot of times it's Gobert, but you know, they have nothing. It's like they've decided, you know what, we're done. We're all done, and this invention of the Oklahoma City Thunder is just finished. Look, we told you the other night, I don't know who signs Carmelo Anthony after this season. I don't know. The guy is done. He can't. He's a dinosaur as far as his catch-and-shoot game, and he can't run anymore. So he's done. Paul George may go from, oh, I love the Thunder too. Ah, maybe I might want to go. That was a pretty good run. Maybe he'll listen to what Kevin Durant's been Boy. putting out on what should have been his burner account and whatever else when he's liking things about him being the problem, right? <laughs> so maybe Paul George has a couple of conversations with guys in the know 
uh, of the long-term effects of working with Russell Westbrook. What an absolute blowout this game is right now. The Jazz, again, uh, 8-12 to go in the third. And uh, Crowder off the bench with 23 and 18 minutes. He's got six threes tonight. For the Jazz. Lighten it up. Westbrook. Every time I look up, I'm like, he's got another three? No, that's just that's it. Another, he's got a lot replay? of screen it's time. another three? It's another three? Yeah, normally a guy gets that much time. You you think they're reviewing some hard fouls? No, 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 no. Here he's lighting it up. Westbrook, five of 19. Minus 23 for the night. Meanwhile, the big story of the night is in Cleveland, where the Cavaliers looking to take a 3-2 lead over the Indiana Pacers in a first-round series closer than any of us expected. It comes down to the final seconds. With a score tied at 95 apiece, LeBron James loses the ball, dribbling to the basket. Some great defense by Thad Young. Look, Thad Young played some really good defense. Despite the fact LeBron scored 44 tonight, there were big plays down the stretch where Thaddeus Young played very good defense on LeBron James. Great D on that play. The ball goes out of bounds, so the Pacers have a chance to win the game. 95-95, seconds left to go. You know this ball is going to Victor Oladipo. Oladipo matched up with James. Five to shoot. Oladipo makes his move. Drives to the rim. Oh, it's blocked by James. And the Cavaliers will have possession with three seconds to go. That ball may have hit the backboard. Uh, yeah, it kind of did. Cavs Radio Network on the call. You see the replays. It's been talked about. LeBron gets Oladipo's layup after the ball has hit the backboard. How do we not have a second angle? Well, That's the other the other yeah. question in all of this. Well, because the one angle was pretty definitive. The one angle yes. you've been seeing over and over. Oh, that's a goaltend. But, even, oh, that's a but goal even if you just want yeah, it's a goal for, for giggles, that's a goal there, there's not a, a secondary. <laughs> we didn't get the Sabruder film like blow up that we get to see a, a little more of the detail. Uh, Adam Silver just called. He said, uh, do not show that behind the backboard angle. Uh, what you've shown already is sufficient enough, and uh, if anybody wants to continue to work for the National Basketball Association, they will listen to this message and then delete this and eat the phone after. And also, Taco Tuesday is next week, and there's going to be cake on the sixth floor uh, right next to the refrigerator tomorrow for Jimmy's birthday. All right, so be there. It's 145 to 215. Jimmy! It was an obvious goaltend. Here's my point with the miss call, the miss goaltend, is that... We have replay for a reason, right? And there's I've saw people say, "Oh, the ball wasn't rim level." No, the ball absolutely was rim level. It didn't. Look, could it have gone in? I don't know. It looked like Oladipo maybe had enough of a spin on it for it to bounce up and in. Just roll up, but you don't know. Right. But the bottom line is this: the last two nights in the NBA, we have had two huge plays that have come down to the final 75 seconds where calls were blown. You have this play right here because suddenly instead of a a layup and count the basket, and it's a two-point lead for the Pacers. It's Cavaliers' ball with three seconds left. Last night, in a four-point game, Al Horford completely shot the ball after the 24-second clock expired. They missed it on the floor. They didn't score, but the Celtics kept the rebound, kept the ball, took more time off the clock. These plays aren't reviewable unless it's called on the court. Like You can't review goaltending unless goaltending is called. So you can't go back and say, oh, that was a goaltend. It's got to be called on the floor. Why do we even have replay? Why are why are there even plays that can't be looked at? There's nothing that shouldn't be able to be looked at. 
There nothing. Everything should be available. Hey, you know what? Here, unless you want to go, like you can't do holding in the NFL. You can't say, okay, was it, well, right. I'm go back look, was there holding on this play? You can't go back and look. Okay, did he get fouled on this drive to the basket? But certain plays that are absolute rules in the NBA: stepping on the on on the end line, shooting the ball after uh, the 24 second clock is is has gone off. A goal ten play. This needs to be reviewable. They need to be able to go down and say, we have to look at this play. The end of these, they're too important, and they come down to things like this all the time. And those were two big plays that two teams got screwed on because, hey, well, we can't really look at it because the rules aren't really that clear that that's the way it needs to go. Now, that Stuff like that has to be reviewable. Yeah, the NBA, as we go through the process, as much as people hate seeing technology become more and more, they want human error. And then they complain when human error isn't corrected. And this is another example of you you have the camera angles. I'm assuming there's a second angle that we'll get to see eventually. But even if not, that should have been enough to go to the scorer's table to take a look-see and move on. If it delays the game for, for what, a minute, two minutes, 45 seconds, whatever it would take to review it, you need to look at it once or twice to get to that conclusion that you get it right. And that's really... At the playoff level, that's all you're caring about, particularly as we get inside of two minutes. Even if you restrict it to the two-minute drill, since you already do the two-minute reports for us, why not have it inside the two minutes where we're Absolutely. also a... Look at you making at so much sense. How about like that? You do every single night. No, this might be a new one for me. Why is it? Why is tonight a new one? I don't know. Uh, but but that, that makes sense. Because you were inferring and, and kind of pointing out that this was a, a new direction for me, and I was just going to affirm it. Just say, you know what? I'm feeling refreshed and ready. Oh, okay. The Cavs are out in full force. Uh-huh. Springtime. Oh, your, I thought you meant the Cavaliers. See, when you kind of say cat, it's tough because we have the my Cavs, Cavs and the Cavs. My yeah, Cavs. You have to say my Cavs and the Cavs. You have to do that. I mean, I could jump up on this table like LeBron James did. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. Who, me? After that final play with three seconds left and... Cleveland with the basketball? Yeah, LeBron, you jump on that scorer's table. Tied at 95. Jeff Green to trigger from the far side. He'll find LeBron up near the timeline. LeBron goes to work, fires a three for the win. Hey! Nailed it! LeBron James, the defining player of his generation, has done it once again. 44 points, 10 rebounds, and 8 assists as LeBron at the buzzer wins game 5 for the Cavaliers. 98-95. Cavs, the Cavs, radio network. Nicely done. On the call. There you go. And Nate McMillan, a lot to answer for here, though. Uh, Foul you know, to well, give. Here's the, th- here's the time thing. out. <laughs> all of all of that final play. LeBron makes a shot. What what are you what are you going to do? But you had a foul to give. There's yeah. three seconds left. LeBron gets the ball. Foul him. Okay, he's not going to do one of those Chris Paul. Ah, oh, was in the act of shooting. You foul him, or at least you try to deny him the basketball. That final play for the Pacers. They didn't they didn't try to foul him. They allowed the ball to be inbounded to him behind the three-point line, and he got a great look straight on and makes the three. For a team that's played so well defensively in this series because the Pacers played really well, i got to give them a lot of credit because they played well. That was the worst brain fart that I think I've seen in the final few seconds of a game in a long time. You know the ball's going to LeBron. You don't foul him, and you don't really get on him to stop him from shooting. There's nope. three seconds left. How far? He's dribbling to the middle of the floor. You know as a defender, this is where the three is going up from. Or you try to at least get on him and deny the ball inbounds to him. Because what you did here was nothing. 
The Pacers had no defense set up. They played LeBron straight up on the previous time down the floor, and he turned the ball over. That was great. This is the last three seconds of a game. And obviously, if LeBron catches it outside the three-point line, how close is he getting to the hoop? He's not getting close to the hoop. No. This is all on the Pacers for not making it tougher for LeBron to make that game-winning shot. Look, LeBron was great, but this is more the Pacers failed completely on that final possession than it was, boy, the Cavaliers really did something. All they did was say, hey, LeBron, take it and shoot. Oh, this is on the Pacers. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The NFL Draft is tomorrow night. Congratulations to you and you and you. We made it. We made it to the NFL Draft. Well, I mean, we got to get one more day. But we've made it to the point where, okay, now the season begins in earnest. And according to reports today from Cleveland.com, the Browns are deciding between two players at number one overall. And I'm excited about both of these names because it means the Jets could get Sam Darnold. (laughs) They have cooled on Darnold, according to reports, and now are choosing between Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield at number one. Now, you know I still believe what I said last night. They're not going to suddenly take Baker Mayfield number one. Suddenly in the last three days, it's, you know, the Jets like Baker Mayfield. A lot of people like this Baker. Let's bring him in. Oh, wow. Hey. Oh, Baker May, we, you know, we should really take this guy number one. No. So they review, you know what they did? They watched draft day no. <laughs> and they saw how excited the owner and Kevin Costner got about making a splash. Yeah, okay. With, sure. with getting the quarterback in there. Dude. And so when you're you're gonna decide between the quarterback prospects in this draft, who's gonna get you the most headlines? Who's the guy that's potentially gonna be out there just a little bit? It's Baker Mayfield. That's why. But but It'll wind up being Josh Allen. You heard me say this many times. Josh Allen's the guy. They can sit him for a year. Everybody can keep their job for an extra year. It's a free year to rehabilitate the Browns' image while Tyrod Taylor starts. And then next year, they get aggressive in the offseason. We have our quarterback of the future already. It's okay to sign here free agency-wise. We're very excited. This is our guy. And it's like I said, it's a free year for the Browns to say, hey, We're not the lovable losers anymore. We're now on the way up. You can come here, and it's okay. This is why Josh Allen, because you can sit him. All the other quarterbacks have to play right away. Baker Mayfield is NFL ready. Sam Darnold, NFL ready. Josh Rosen, NFL ready. They all need to play right away. But you can say Josh Allen can sit, and the fan base won't absolutely revolt. But if the Browns think this shows strength, this shows incredible weakness. All right? You're drafting number one. If the Jets really wanted to move up for Baker Mayfield, they would have called you. But you really want to put out that message. And I know the Browns think, well, if everybody thinks we're still debating, they think we're really working hard at it. Um, We're supposed to think you're working hard at it. Nobody thinks you're work- not working hard at it. And when you're at the day before the draft and you're still undecided, well, I'm sorry. That is a sign that you are an awful organization. At this point... Be strong. We like this guy. This guy is our guy. You don't have to worry about playing the old well with the with what's it going to take to sign this guy. We like both these quarterbacks. If this guy wants extra money guaranteed, no, no, no. That's been taken care of. You find your guy. You say this is our guy, and you draft him number one overall. You don't need to make it known before the draft, but you have to know this is our guy. Why you would let out there, hey, we're deciding between two people, you're picking first and fourth. 
Okay, you're picking first and bleep and fourth. Show that at least you have a clue and you know what's going on. I know they think the image of this is we're working hard, but it's not. It's giving you the exact opposite that, well, there's a bunch of guys in the building. They still don't know what they're doing. No, I think a lot of it is just at this point, let, let people talk. Right, let the rumor mill keep flowing as to which players are moving in a game of musical chairs in terms of favor uh, amongst the GM and and the staff. Right, and whether Dorsey has his note card. Right, he's got his Sonny Weaver note card, no matter what that he's already got down. But it it makes for good fodder leading up to the draft that there's potentially still some intrigue of not only which player they're looking at, but also that. The signal is that they're still open for business if someone wants to do something dumb to trade up to that number one slot. I still expect Buffalo to move up, uh, whether they go beyond six where Indianapolis currently sits is a question. But there's still at least a, hey, let's play a little more poker and see if we can't bluff someone into coming over the top with it with a big bid, right? Much like in draft day early on. See it, it's all about draft day. When you you get and you buffalo Sonny Weaver and get a bunch of first round picks. Buffalo out. was never involved. Buffalo was never involved. I just wanted to use the verb to yeah. Buffalo. TJ, they're Buffalo. Should I have said hoodwinked? <laughs> Would that have been better? They pulled the wool over the <laughs> eyes of that young kid GM in Jacksonville. Right. What's his name? Scotty Carson? Exactly. <laughs> but We've got 24 hours left. We'll, I'm sure we'll have at least one more round of this. There this goes Marigan my guy. That there goes my backup guy. That, exactly. Oh, I may as well trade all these picks away. That is right. <laughs> I really hope that happens. I really, Just I, something I really dumb. Somewhere. Exactly. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Tonight was an incredible night in the NBA playoffs. Before we get to LeBron... Everybody who likes to have the Russell Westbrook doesn't make his team better take, raise your hand. Raise your hand and explain yourself. Explain yourself. Everybody else stood around and watched him work. Down by 25, (laughs) middle of the third quarter. I can't really say the thunder. It was him and... Russell Westbrook and Paul George. They were playing NBA Jam. They go on a run together. He's on fire. (laughs) Westbrook down 25. It was over. It was 71-46. The Thunder looked absolutely terrible. Like they were just ready for this game to end and everything to end. And what happened? Russell Westbrook was still defiant, still ready to attack the rim with the basketball, middle of the third quarter, and what happened? They go on a run unlike something we've seen in quite a long time. And he finishes 45 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists. Paul George finishes 34-8. and eight. Laker fans are going, oh, so maybe Paul George is going to stay now. The rest of the team shot 10 of 24 <laughs> for the night. Everybody else combined, they took 24 shots. Westbrook and George combined for 65 shots. 65! And they couldn't stop. I think Sam Mitchell was coaching this team. How about that? I I really, it was unbelievable to watch two guys do this over the course of the last 17 minutes of the game. The Jazz were thinking about, this is it. This is a walk. We're going to win. We're getting ready for the next round. And instead, it's going to be game six. 107-99, the Thunder win. And look, I get... 
Russell Westbrook is polarizing. I understand this, and I understand people are looking for creative takes when, boy, Russell Westbrook is that good. He's a triple-double machine. I love how people say, because he's a triple-double guy, he's still too selfish and too great. Oh, my God, just stop. Just stop with that. Doesn't make his team better. They won 48 bleeping games this year. How many games did they win without Russell Westbrook? 20? 25? Maybe? Stop saying he doesn't make the team better. Stop saying that because he does. His individual will on a game makes it better. He is at a level that we didn't think, I didn't think he could get to a couple of years ago. I thought, okay, he's going to be still a really good player, but is he going to actually find a way to raise the Thunder's level of play? Does he need another guy like Kevin Durant with him? Is he not going to be able to do that? I remember thinking that, seeing him play, go, I don't know that he's that kind of guy. And all he is instead is, I will have this team on my back, and I will do what we need to. And tonight, I mean, really, how can you say he doesn't do it? How can you say he doesn't do it? He clearly does it. Well, the one thing about Russell Westbrook, and people worry about stat padding and and trying to figure out, all right, here's how many more assists and rebounds he needed. Remember the final week of the season? It was just the idiotic countdown of, well, he needs to to total this many rebounds to average the triple-double and everything else. It just became an absurd level of obsession with, with that individual number, as opposed to just recognizing what he was doing night to night. Now they they go 48-34 and 34 on the season, a, a great record once again. But when we look at Russell Westbrook, we've talked about it on the show quite a bit, is that he's got that Kobe Bryant mentality that unless you're actually actively watching the games, you don't know, right? Because all you're doing is looking at a, a stat sheet and going, all right, filled it up, and when they lose, it's all on him. As, as it is with the superstars, that's just the way that goes. But with Russell Westbrook, for 48 minutes, he wants to kill you on the court. Absolutely. There's, there's, there's no other way to cut it up when you look at the way he attacks and tries to agitate and tries to get under the skin of opponents while sticking the dagger in them time and time again, getting to the hoop and, and causing the action to happen. And so when you have the criticism starts flowing around, Sure, you could look at the rest of his team, 10 of 24 for the night, people not named Westbrook and Paul George. A lot of standing around, and in this case, it was he took over, much like we were looking for Giannis and Tenacupo to do last night, where he disappeared and had his 10-shot game. Here, Russell Westbrook said, we're down 25, let's just play basketball, goes 44 minutes, takes 39 shots, and wills them to a win. Meanwhile, Another final that has just come through. Thanks to Carl Anthony Towns, 23 points and 14 rebounds, the Timberwolves <laughs> oh. lost by 18. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow, well, you're a hateful Florida. individual. No, I'm just saying. Our it's boss is going to come bro. down here and throw you out. Uh, the Rockets finish off their first-round series with the T-Wolves. 122-104 to is the final. James Harden, 24 points, 12 assists, 5 rebounds, what? a couple of steals. He has a lot of swag. The Rockets just motored past Minnesota in this one. Look, they outscored Minnesota 30 to 15 in the third quarter, and the fourth quarter was just window dressing. Right? All right. Now, just running clock. This is what was expected. This was absolutely what was expected. But it's very important because the T Wolves are on the rise. No matter what you think, they are on the rise. And we're going to talk about the Rockets. They're one of the elite teams, and they could go to the finals. But just for a couple seconds, real fast, with Towns, Wiggins, Butler, this team has something. You know, they got in as an eight seed. If they had won one more game, 
they'd have been a six seed. They win two more games, they're a four seed. And instead of playing the Rockets in the first round, they're playing a team they can beat. They're playing the Blazers in the first round. They're playing the, whoever it is. This is a team on the rise. This is not an eighth place team lucky to get in. No, this is a team that needed this kind of experience, and they're going to watch next year. There will be a top four team in the Western Conference. I thought this year I was off by a game. Well, you missed 17 games from Jimmy Butler. That and, was and, tough. And That's tough. There's a handful of wins that go out the window for you there. You look at uh, Butler, also the big question of the night. Uh, 29 minutes played, 4-10 from the field, just 8 points, uh, but sat for a very, very long time, most of the second half. So knee-wrapped some questions as to what the status is as they go into the offseason. But for the Rockets, workmanlike, just taking care of business. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The publisher of collegefootballnews.com. We talk to him every week during the season. It's Pete Futek. Pete, what's happening, dude? Can I offer a scientific thought just, you know, random for you for on these NBA playoffs? Sweet. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that LeBron James guy, he, he's kind of good at this basketball thing. I, well I think said. he's going to be something someday. You know what? I would write 800 words on that on collegefootballnews.com. And I probably will. I, I, I think he's going to be kind of the breakthrough player, I think, of these playoffs. Well, if you were doing the <laughs> scouting, I mean, you saw the explosiveness of his quads, and he activated his glutes to get up on that table. You and, and funny, though, you, you kind of mentioned that, and like every, the whole idea of basketball players being the greatest athletes on earth and all that, they probably are. But it's kind of funny when you compare their workouts and their verticals to NFL players' verticals because NFL players blow them away when it comes to the vertical jump. Now, the NBA guys are taller, so they get up higher, but when it comes to just vertical leaps, NFL guys kind of destroy them in, in when it comes to just the, the straight combine-esque you know, kind of workout stuff. All right, Pete, we take a look at the draft tomorrow night. We, we've talked about everything top to bottom, who's going to pick where and who likes who and everything. As far as the quarterbacks go, all the guys we're talking about, Darnold, Rosen, Mayfield, Allen, you've seen them all, you've watched them all for years. When you put everything into the hopper, and that means their talent, their intangibles, whether they like to talk, whether they like to grab crotches, whether they like to have hot tubs in there. And who doesn't, room. by the way, on all of the above? <laughs> that's right. Well, no, that's true. And, I, and the hot tub thing? Yes. Gone. Yeah. When you put it all in there, who's the best quarterback? Oh, Josh Rosen, and it's actually not close. He is the best passer in this draft uh, by a mile. He is the best quarterback. Here's the problem. I don't think he can stay healthy, and the whole idea about him having a thought in his head, and I know it's been kind of overblown, the problem is you're already talking about concussion issues with him when he's got two that we know about, and if he starts getting banged around, that's, the, I think, really where you're going to have the concern if you're an NFL general manager. Not if he speaks out on you know, the latest hot topic or anything like that, uh, but he's pretty smart, and I don't think he's going to be one of those guys who just like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to sacrifice my brain for you know, the good of the game. That's going to be the concern. But if you're telling me that you're going to get, say, oh, I don't know, anything but about 16 games out of a 10-year career, Rosen's the best guy of the bunch. Tell me on why Saquon Barkley needs to be drafted in that top five. I don't know. Um, here's the thing. 
there's something missing. I, I know he's the perfect prospect. I know he's a, he's a first of all, he's a great guy. Uh, he's everything you want. He's the face of the franchise. And I know there's a renaissance of great running backs uh, in the NFL. And, you know, the only concern that I have from a college perspective is that, again, something was off. He was never a workhorse. He, he wasn't really a 100-yard guy. He certainly came up with a, a whole slew of big home runs, and he was a, you know, a premier scorer, a great touchdown guy, all around, versatile all around back. You know, but Zeke Elliott, Leonard Fournette, Todd Gurley, those guys were 100 yards every time out outside of you know, having to play against the Alabamas of the world. There are a whole lot of games where Barkley just disappeared or just wasn't there. Now, he did rip through a great Washington defense, and he had his moments here and there. It just, there's just, when a guy doesn't do something at a college level that you're supposed to do, that's a little bit of a, a flashing warning sign. All right, so in your mind, I'll take the quarterbacks out of it now because we're always going to inflate their importance because of the position they play. Who's the best player in the draft? Derwin James. Uh, he is, uh, to me, I don't know why. I've tried to talk to you know, all my friends in the draft scouting world about this for years, and I, I've never quite got the greatest of answers other than just the position isn't valued as much. Between what you know, Earl Thomas's of the world back, you know, Troy Polamalu and Ed Reed and uh, Bob Sanders and Brian Dawkins. When you have a, a game-changing safety at the next level, that just makes everything different on a defense. And they seem to be harder than harder to find than just about any other position because there just aren't a lot of them who do really huge things. I mean, to have like a Harrison Smith type, you know, to have these, you know, Rodney Harris, they're just guys who just who are just difference makers. They just are really, really difficult. And now you got Derwin James and Minka Fitzpatrick, who are two guys who are probably as clean of prospects as there are in this draft. And Derwin James is just a freakish athlete, big guy, big player. He's kind of the guy that I think, if you're just saying, okay, who's going to be the best guy out of this whole bunch? I, I think he's it. Quentin Nelson's certainly up there. Uh, but give me both the safeties, and I think you change your franchise around. Where's the, the first wide receiver coming off the board? I, this is not a good class. Cortland Sutton's okay. You know, he's got the size. He's got the, you know, the measurables. But that doesn't necessarily we, – we've seen this over the years. The Titans always seem to take those type of guys. Uh, but it just—he's good. I don't want to. I don't think he's this, you know, superstar uh, number one alpha male receiver. Calvin Ridley's good. You know, I, it's going to be interesting to see what he can do when he doesn't have Jalen Hurts throwing to him. Uh, so he's just a really dependable, rock solid receiver. DJ Moore, all right, but again, you're not talking about a, a true, sure thing, number one guy. You don't have that Calvin Johnson or Larry Fitzgerald out there this year. So to answer your question. Later on in the first round, I'm sure Dallas might take one, but after, definitely after the top 15. All right, Pete, lastly, the quarterbacks are going to dominate the first part of the first round. I'm going to say something to you, and do tell me if you agree with me or not. Go. By the end of the second round, six running backs will be off the board. I uh, counted out. Uh, Barkley, uh, Geis, Ronald Jones. Uh, uh, who am I missing here who's obvious? Um, Would it be Chubb, Michelle? Well, Chubb will Michelle, come off. Maybe. Michelle I don't think come Chubb off. goes in the second round. I, I don't think so. I think the, the I seem to recall thinking about a, the people who are doing the prop bets on that. I think that's going to be under. <laughs> Rashawn Penny, no? Not going to go in the second nah, round? No, that's probably third round, third or fourth round. I think those guys are going to slide out because there's going to be a whole lot of defensive talent up there uh, that's going to go in the second round. 
Carry on Johnson, not in the second round? Maybe, maybe. But again, these are guys, I mean, you just listed off a bunch of guys who are just running backs. I mean, you know, here's where, unless you're Barkley, unless you're a real superstar talent, you know, those guys are a dime a dozen out there, and that, that's where the whole, you know, running back, schmunning back thing comes into play. And you can get those guys from the third to the fifth round and still be all right. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Of all this stuff, and then, you know, Westbrook, the big comeback tonight, we're really missing the big story of the day, and that is Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Video of him threatening a guy on the streets of Philadelphia with a baseball bat. And the, the it's audio, quite menacing and confusing. And you know, look, Harrison's a guy that owns a lot of property in Philadelphia. Remember, he was questioned in that shooting near a car wash a few years ago. And this is a guy who didn't make one headline off the field his entire NFL career, and then he was involved, questioned in a shooting, and now here he is with a baseball bat talking to a guy who owed him money. And the video was incredible. It was on Deadspin. It was on Therese Owens. Yeah. This guy takes out his camera phone. Marvin Harrison's wearing a skull cap, and he comes up to him with a baseball <laughs> bat, and there's a big skirmish, and at the end, Marvin Harrison walks away with the guy's hat. It's already in the clouds, so take it. Of course, of course I get money for this. This is how you get paid. You want some money, right? But don't matter. And they're fighting with each other. Looks like when Stewie was beating the hell out of Brian. Where's my money? Where's my money? You got all this money for fake mustaches and stuff. Where's my money? Man, stole my hat. Hold on, I got robbed here. I just got robbed by my landlord, Marvin. Marvin, why you stole my hat? Marvin, that pee on it. That's for you, baby. Oh, he's God. coming after him with a bat? Marvin, why you stole my hat? Saying he's got 80 <laughs> properties around town. Now, you had the 2008 shooting. Marvin, you stole my hat, Marvin. And, and now you have this. Marvin Harrison, Stringer Bell. You have to watch The Wire, dude. He's just he's running Stringer running Bell. this area. It's, I mean, it's in, unbelievable. In greater Philadelphia. It's... <laughs> It's unreal. I've watched this like four times, and I'm still confused. He's got like this dual life of, you know, he's an NFL star. I'm but, a Hall of know, Famer. I've got all this He's on stuff. the streets, and you don't mess with him, man. He's a street legend. See him sitting in a chair with a bat on his shoulder. He's Stringer Bell from The Wire. Oh, look, he's, he's a businessman. He's taking all these business classes. But in the meantime, he's on the street, and he's- I don't know, think he's taking any business classes. No, like no, this but, is no, no, business, no, no, listen, listen, the mean streets in the, business. In here. The Wire, Stringer took business classes. He was trying to make something better for himself. Sure. He wanted to buy have property. A, well, you got to have a legitimate side. And he sure. wanted to get out of what he was doing, which was running drugs and, and, and being in with Avon. And so when they find him at the end, it's like, oh, my God. You know, uh, we were chasing this guy who was trying to get a better life. He had an apartment that was filled with very expensive things, and he listened to jazz and all. But meanwhile, he was also on the streets involved in drugs. He had this dual life going on. And it's like Marvin Can't Harrison. Can't mean we don't want some time in the finer things. Marvin Harrison, you know, hey, Hall of Fame NFL career, what else? Boy, you don't want to cross him on the street. He'll come up to you with a baseball bat. You owe me my, where's my hat, Marvin? <laughs> you know? We had a game we were going to do this week called, hey, that's my jacket, Mike Schumann. That's true. How about, hey, that's my hat, Marvin? And we do some kind of craziness about that. And then we have sound effects of bats hitting things. Teicher, play the end part back where the guy's talking about his hat. Because Mar Marvin Harrison, the guy owed him money, and Marvin Harrison, I guess, settled for the hat now. But I guess it means, yeah, hey, that's that. No, that's just the beginning, buddy. It's the hat now, and I will get more from you coming up later on. You have... 
Yo, you stole my hat, dude. You stole my hat. You stole my hat. Man, stole my hat. Hold on, I got robbed here. I just got robbed by my landlord, Marvin. Marvin, why you stole my hat? I, <laughs> Marvin, that pee on it. That's for you, baby. What? He's, he's he stole my hat. He's recording it on his phone, and he's saying, "I'm getting robbed. I'm get. You're not live. I'm, I'm getting robbed by my <laughs> landlord. <laughs> I'm getting by my landlord. But if you owe him money, is he really robbing you? I mean, if you owe him money." Oh, there's my I guy. Think there's the better ways for conflict resolution. I'm gonna walk out there and collect money. How are you gonna collect? Just watch me. I'm gonna wear a jaunty hat and I'm gonna carry this bat. <laughs> it's like when Bill Gates bought Homer out of The Simpsons. That's I accept <laughs> your bout. Okay, boys, buy him out and they wreck his house. Marvin Harrison. But this is it. Guys filming Street it. Legend. His shaky hand. Yeah. And then Marvin Harrison well, comes walking out. Of course his hand is shaky because Marvin Harrison is walking after you with a bat. You're running for your life from Shadow. <laughs> no wonder no defensive backs got Do close it. to him during his playing career. Well, I, I don't want him to come after me. But your leg. Oh, it's caught in a bear trap. <laughs> Why you steal my hat, Marvin? Why you steal my hat? I mean, is that going to have its own Twitter account soon? <laughs> Mar Mar the stolen hat? Mar stolen, stolen hat? hat? <laughs> Why are you stealing my hat, Marvin? Stealing my hat! It's almost like he's laughing at that. <laughs> and Marvin Harrison <laughs> and he took is my hat. The look on his face. I know it's a slide over baby hour, but oh my, the look on his face is, dude, I will mess you up, you well, owe Well, I mean, money. from the slide over baby side of things, he is a man walking with great confidence. Yes, he is. With that bat. With a baseball bat. I mean, he controls the air. I'm little Marvin. Okay. It sounds like it's from a movie. Hey, my landlord Marvin. Hey, Marvin. Hey, what? <laughs> Don't steal my hat. Maybe, maybe it was actually not. Maybe it was Mike Schumann and not Marvin Harris. Yo, you stole my hat, too. You stole my hat. I'll tell you what. They, they, all the reports are the Warriors players are still ticked <laughs> off about that, the way that's been handled. Oh, I thought you were saying they're upset about this. <laughs> well, they might be upset, upset here. Marvin Harrison took his hat. Well, they Marvin, want to hire him. As, he's going to be hired as security, so no more coats go stolen. Why do we have to have the NFL draft when we just have this? Well, that's all we need. Marvin Harrison. Is he going to get to go announce a pick? It's like <laughs> he's walking around like he's Sting. With a bat like, in his From hand. all those years ago. Oh, my God, it's Sting. And Instead, it's Marvin Harrison. And the Colts like running back. Saquon Barkley. Yeah, but the Giants already picked him. He pulls out the bat. Oh, no, but we'll give him to you. You <laughs> take Colts, you get Saquon Barkley. You take him. That's but it's fine. A, it's a great contrast, though. Reggie Wayne today, it was announced he's going to get uh, a spot in the Ring of Honor, and he put this giant Did he Twitter. somebody with a bat? No, but he okay. put a giant Twitter post up thanking Jim Irsay, yeah. thanking the Colts organization, uh -huh. how honored he is. And then he got this guy. <laughs> All this positivity and with a bat stealing dude's hat. I mean, why you stole my hat? I mean, of all the things tonight, we got LeBron, we got Westbrook, we got the draft, and we got Marvin Harrison threatening people on the street with a baseball bat. He just took his hat. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.